Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Here we go. Do you remember that from uh, NSYNC? No. Is it the beginning? Wait, is it One more time, everybody's. You know when they all harmonize? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now you yeah. know. Now I get it. Would you sing in front of a group? You wouldn't sing in front of a group of people, but you're singing right now on the podcast and we're live. So I don't understand the difference. No, I, I like would sing in front of our like ARC 9 group, but I just wasn't in the mood yesterday. <laughs> oh, you just weren't in the mood. Also, okay. I just don't like the whole thing about like, I'm going to sing now and then everybody <laughs> looking at me. I don't like that. So you like it to be spontaneous. Yes. yes. I like it when you don't expect it, when it's not like everyone's like, okay, do the thing now. I don't Perform. Like yeah. Which you have to experience every day, like I right do. now. Yeah. It's awful, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but you get used to it after a while. But I want to I wanna tell the listeners what's happening because sure. it's quite interesting. So I might be going through like some kind of midlife crisis and that's fine. It's good. It's healthy. Anyway. I have decided that I'm stealing Alexa's mother's, Miss Luann's idea, and I am doing something that scares me once a week for the next year. Not every day like your mom, because I can't do that. I told my mom about it today. I saw her today. What'd she and say? I was like, Guess what Ambie's doing? And and she was like, oh my God, that's wonderful. I was like, yeah, except she's like trying to make me do the things with her. And I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. My mom already, I, I was like, it's the same thing as with you. I'm not going to do it. But anyway, she's like, that's so awesome. She's like, where can I watch her? I was like, on TikTok. She's like, okay. She's like, I'm going to watch. All right, well. I was like, we'll see. <laughs> I'm drooling. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I'm drooling, but I am. Anyway. Okay. I digress. Everyone on, on Facebook, uh, Megan McGrath says, so proud of you, Ambie. Thank you, Megan. So essentially, I'm going to do something every day that scares me. And some every of these week, things, every, every week, every week, thank you, that scares me. And some of these things, all of these things really fucking scare me. It came from the idea of like, I don't want to die and say that I haven't lived. I don't want to die and say that, like, I haven't done these things, right? Um, But I'm really scared. So we've come up with a few ideas. And my son has decided that he wants to do these challenges with me, my oldest. So we're going skydiving, swimming with sharks, which is just fucking crazy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Parasailing. Oh, God, I'm going to let a squirrel crawl on me. A squirrel? Yeah. 
Oh my God. I'm down for that one. Oh my God. It makes me gag. I can't even, oh my God. I can't even, I can't even think about it. Honestly, the idea of a tarantula crawling on me, which is happening is easier to me than a squirrel, a squirrel with their hands, their hands. Love their little hands. (laughs) Um, and then what are some of the other things? I think that's all we have so far. That's a lot. Yeah. I'm sure you'll come up with more along the way. But like public speaking, like that doesn't freak me out, you know? Well, what about the singing in the auditorium thing? I mean, if you guys want me to, I will. (laughs) It doesn't scare me as much as like a squirrel um, because I know I'm not a good singer. Y'all know what you're getting into. So it's not going to be a (laughs) surprise. What would you sing? I would sing. I'd probably sing WAP. Yeah. That is not, you can, no, that's not singing. That's That's rapping. Okay. What about like the Titanic song? I'm not going to sing a Celine Dion. Yeah, like just shoot for the moon. Just go (laughs) big. Why don't I sing something by Mariah Carey while we're at it? I was going to say that's another big one. Yeah. No, no. Like Ariana Grande. I would do Ariana Grande. Cool. Anyway, okay. Anyway, tune into Ambie's um, TikTok if you're not following her because that's where these yeah. are going to be posted. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Okay, what are we talking about today? Are you dancing? Yeah, I'm like, I went to see my mom. At, my mom works at Temple University and my mom's like, come to campus because I had time this morning. And so I went and all the kids, is like their first day back on campus. So there's like all this like energy around. So we got Starbucks and Chipotle. Ooh. And I just had, like, a good day. And then I had a good conversation with my Uber driver. And, no, like, that always gets me in a good mood. And then I just did my first tap for my private community. And when I – in my tapping circle, my weekly tapping circle, and literally in the beginning um, where I do, like, the grounding part of it, I saw so clearly – I was like, an angel's here. Like, I see her. Like, she's, like, floating right here. She's bright as fuck. And I just keep hearing angel, angel. She's an angel. So I was like, this is so interesting. Like, I feel this presence here. It's like an angel. And then I like went more into it. And then I heard Archangel, Archangel. Like, it's like a female Ooh, Archangel. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Remember from Callista? I remember, yeah. So then Shira, who was watching, was like, I think her name's Ariel or Ariel. And then. Oh, I love up. her. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. So it was really cool. Anyway. So anyway, I'm just in a good mood, okay? I'm now, glad that you're in a good mood. It makes me happy that you're in a good mood. And now I'm, we're talking to JFK. And now we're going to talk to JFK. My point to tell everybody, hold on, let's backtrack real fast. My point to tell everybody with the scary stuff, I have learned, okay, that I am not as afraid as Alexa is. I have learned that while you may say that I am the chicken shit of this situation, I disagree. I respectfully disagree with you. Um. I think that we're scared of different things. Actually, me and my mom were talking about this because I think that you're like my mom in that my mom is actually like down to do some of the big stuff, the stuff that – the stuff that would scare – like, okay, for example, the singing on the street thing that scared me. My mom would totally do that. She wouldn't care. But the – my mom was reminding me. She's like, the worst thing you ever had me do because for a period of time I was helping her like figure out what she did every day for this year of – first experiences she's like the worst thing you ever had me do and I already knew what she was gonna say before she said it she's like 
was that um, mechanical bull riding in that bar. That was the worst thing you ever had me do. And she did crazy shit. She really? said that was the worst thing. That was the scariest thing she did. And I mean, she ziplined over like a crocodile infested waters and did all kinds of crazy shit. But she's like, that was the craziest. And I remember the video was so funny because she screamed the whole time and didn't know how to get off. And I was like, that's, you're like Ambie. It's the same thing where like Ambie is like scared of like, and will scream over like really weird shit. Like really like things that seem inconsequential, but to her are like really freaky. So are you talking about the scooter again? Is that what you're talking about right now? <laughs> yes. Yes. Your chair like, <laughs> or like. Whatever. We don't have to rehash this. I'm just saying, like, you're telling me I'm chicken shit. I'm scared of the normal things that people are scared of. Okay. Time out. Time out. You are scared of some shit that I am not afraid of. Cliff jumping. First of all, I said nothing about the cliff jumping. I said nothing about I told a lot of people. I don't remember who told me they were afraid of that. Okay. Okay. What about? Everything she's about to say is invalid because she just pinned, she just built her whole case around this. My God, this is insane. Tarantulas. I would do the tarantula thing. I'd be open to that. You would? hmm Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my husband knows somebody. They're friends. So. Okay. All right. She's testing me. I guess we're going to see it. Genuinely, that stuff I'd be okay with. The, like, public, like, in, like the, yeah, the swimming with sharks don't want to do that. And the, like, public, like, let me sing for people on a street corner, that's just always been my, like, biggest fear. So, no. Really? Yeah. You know what's another biggest fear that I was thinking about is being picked last. Oh, I feel like I've experienced that so many times. I mean, I have (laughs) too. My husband was like, what if we buried you alive? And I'm like, are you trying to kill me? No, no, no. That's traumatic. That's not like, let's do this funny thing. That's like terror. No, like absolutely not. Also an absolute no to eating any sort of like insect or bug. I don't want to do that. Absolutely not. That's not like a fear. That's like, I don't want to do it. I'm doing the polar plunge. I don't want to Yeah. That's the very first thing my mom did. Are you going to do it on New Year's? No, they have it uh, during February in my area. So, well, are you sure they don't have it on New Year's day? Cause it's like a New Year's day thing. And that would be really cool to do it on New Year's day. Just a thought. I'll look into it. Okay. I'll look into it. <laughs> um, anyway, if you guys have any suggestions for Ambie, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Email us. <laughs> send us a Facebook message, Instagram. Let us what about know walking what on hot coals? I would do that. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I would do that. I feel like I would burn myself. I would um, definitely burn myself, but I would do it. Yeah. Well, maybe for the Austin retreat, we'll get some coals. The horses actually kind of scare me. That's why I wanted to go horseback riding. Cool. 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 Yeah. Okay. Let's talk to JFK. They're not here to listen to us about this shit. Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's do it. So uh, let's give a little backstory. So yeah, from time to time, if you're a new listener, we will do these celebrity spirit interviews. Um, Jay, we asked our private Facebook group, which is Inner Bloomers. If you're not in that Facebook group, definitely make sure to get in there. We asked the group, who would you rather us talk to, Marilyn Monroe or JFK? Which I realized later is kind of funny because they were supposed to have had some sort of like relationship secretly. Um, but everybody pretty much voted JFK. So that's what we're going with. And, um, just to let you guys know, according to Wikipedia, JFK, John Fitzgerald Kennedy was the 35th president of the United States from 1961 until his assassination near the end of his third year in office. 
I asked my mom, I go, what do you want to, what do you want to ask JFK? She goes, why did you get into that plane? And I go, what plane? He was in a, he was in a, cause he was assassinated in a car and like a, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, that was his son. Why did you get into that car? <laughs> cause his son, JFK Jr. was like, in a like weird plane crash type of thing. So, Their family has yeah. like some crazy, very bad stuff happen. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, so just go ahead. One more thing, you guys. Okay. So once we decided on JFK, we asked you guys what questions you wanted to ask him, and I am going to pull those questions up while Ambie connects, and uh, we are going to ask those questions as well as if you guys are watching live, which we has, we have quite a few people on the live stream. You guys can ask questions as they come up, and I will relay those as well. Um, does that sound good? Sounds great. Super right. excited. Okay. Is he here? No. Let's let's see if he'll come through. There's no guarantees with this show. <laughs> I feel like I'm underdressed though. Shit. Shit. Huh. Okay. Yeah, he's here. Interesting. I feel like I see him too. Yeah. Did he, he sound? Is- did he have like an accent or did he sound different? I think his accent was more of like the times. The there was kind of like that weird accent of the times. Okay. Know? Okay. All right. Like it's kind of like a voice like this. Yes, that's what I hear. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, so let's do it. It was a great impersonation, by the way. (laughs) Okay, we're going straight to the. So, welcome, JFK. Thank you for being on our podcast. Thank you, sir. Um, So, Callie Valdez says, any advice? words of wisdom, et cetera, for the 20-something-year-olds growing up in today's world? That's a good question. He's telling me that he was very, um, uh, the youth is very important because they shape the future. He's saying to keep your head up, to keep hope. And he's saying to take action if you don't like something that is done. If you don't like the way things are going, then to take action. Don't just stand by and watch it happen. Mm. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, I like that. Um, Ooh, Emily Jacobson says, what's something you wish you could have told the American people but couldn't at the time? Good question, Emily. Good question. So he said two things. What I heard was um, one, that nothing lasts forever, that everything's going to come to an end eventually. And two, that um, he says he wouldn't have told the American people anything that would have caused fear, concern or worry because there's no need to create. uh, There's already enough fear. There's no need to create more of that. Mm. But... uh... Wouldn't that be considered like hiding things though from the American people at times? What I hear is that he's saying you tell your kids that there's a Santa Mm -hmm. (laughs) to make them Mm -hmm. have hope and magic about Christmas. Mm. 
It doesn't mean that nothing will be delivered or there won't be magic that happens. But it's the idea to hold on to. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. That's interesting. I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. (laughs) Which part? About which part? Like all of that. All of it. (laughs) Because, well... Well, that's the whole thing is that people are – okay, there are some people who are, like, very much trusting in the president, right, and saying, like, okay, well, he said this, so that's what it is, right? And then there's this whole other group of people that are, like, no, that's not what it is. It's really this, this, and this. So it's, like, you get to – and it goes with kind of what the ARC-9 says, which is, like, you really get to pick what your truth – you know, you you pick. Like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I don't know. Either way, it's win or lose either way, right? Yeah. Um, Aaron Sawyer Grossi says, what classified info did you know that made you a target? Bum, bum, bum. What the hell? This is so strange. I would not have thought this, like, at all. Um, I want you to Google this. What I'm hearing, what he's telling me is that at that time, they're, uh, they were just starting to change the food, just starting to change like GMOs. Okay. Just starting to modify the food because there was food shortages happening and they didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So they were trying to speed up the process. Um, and I also don't think that he agreed with that. I think that he was actually against that very, very much. So What's hot? I don't know if we can look that up. Like, uh, I keep hearing food shortage, food shortage. When did genetic, when did GMOs start? Yeah. Um, 1973. 1982, the FDA approves the first consumer GMO product developed through genetic engineering. When was when was he assassinated? Um, um, I'm going back. Uh, the 60s. Hmm. Was there a food shortage in the 60s? Um. But uh, during the 50s and the first half of the 60s. Wait, yeah, there is something here. Um. Hold on. Mm-mm-mm. Sorry, guys. During during the 1950s and the first half of the 1960s, food production in the world grew consistently and total output increased by more than half. Nevertheless, in this period, political deadlocks and economic shocks, such as the dramatic rise in oil prices, meant that FAO's challenge was to contain the subsequent threat of famine while continuing its work with nations for strategic research and action in long-term food security and production. So. uh, That's interesting. Yeah. That's so weird. Because that sounds like it's tangled up with a few things, like oil. That sounds like uh, like, uh, government. Like, it just sounds like a lot of things, not just like food supply, but I keep hearing food shortage, food shortage, food Hmm. shortage. Really interesting. Wow. Because that is not at all what I thought he would say. Me neither. 
like he was assassinated over food shortage. That sounds. But I think it's more than that. I think it's like the oil. I think it's like there's a lot of greed going on, like a lot of money changing hands. Like mm-hmm. I think it's more than just food shortage. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that all led to things that he was like information he was privy to that he didn't agree with that he wanted, you know, because I keep now he's showing me a big red stamp that says denied. Like he was kind of denying it. Denying it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. And now he's showing me the um, uh, Greece, uh, Agent Greece, where they killed. Um, oh God, help me with my history. Agent, this isn't, this is just an example, a metaphor where they killed Caesar and everybody, because he was doing things that people didn't like because he was in power. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would compare myself. So was he killed by the government? Just going to, just going to put it right out there. Yes. Well, shit. I mean, I think we all knew that, but shit. Um, was it I'm I'm curious because there's so much there's so much conspiracy around how it was done but was it one person shooting was it like how did it actually happen because there's so much confusion around that He's showing me there was one person that shot him but there was a backup shooter in case that guy missed Okay Was he did he shoot for, was it someone from far away Yeah Okay Was this person ever a suspect Pretty sure he was arrested. Oh, the person who did it was arrested? Yeah. Maybe he was. Sorry, I am terrible at history. I'm so sorry, you guys. <laughs> sorry. So sorry, JFK. Um, he, like, confessed to it and stuff. Oh, shit. Okay. Interesting. Um, so, Christina Boanker, and this might be the same answer, but I'm going to ask it. What were you about to release to the public before your assassination? Was it... He wasn't going to release anything to the public. It was denying certain bills and laws and actions. Right. So he was getting in the way of things. He was getting in the way of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, uh, Kivana Kochia says, did being the first Catholic president hinder you in any way? I didn't know that. He's saying that in some ways it did because it it made him... um, like his religion was always um, kind of at in the back of his head with different laws which, and bills, which made him like he wanted to stick to those values type of thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Did he have an affair with Marilyn Monroe? Damn. Well, We're if, you're talking, about Christ- if you're talking about questions. Catholic values, I'm sorry. I you gotta ask. Well, I mean. I'm, I'm, not I'm not trying to offend you. I'm not trying to offend you. I think he did. Okay. I'm pretty He's sure. He's not he answering did. me, but I'm pretty sure he did. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend you. I really because don't. I see something, but I'm pretty sure that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that's enough. Sorry. Um, no, you know what? I think it goes back to like, I don't want to ruin his reputation. Like, he did it. It is what it is. This is a moment of empowerment for you. This is a moment of empowerment for me, Sorry, sir. JFK. We're not going to just, like, you know, graze over what happened here. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, 
Stephanie Malia said, what did slash do you want your legacy to be? For the record, I also doesn't, I don't think it means that he's a bad guy. I don't think the people that have affairs are bad people. I agree. I agree. I just want to throw that out I'm just, he brought up the Catholic values. I'm just, I agree. (laughs) Okay. Don't remember what the question was, but that's okay because he probably knows. So let's see what the answer is. So what he's saying is that um, understanding that we're all human beings and that we have to work together to create change that we want to see in the world. And while our viewpoints on what the change should look like might might be different, it's important to understand that we all have basic needs that need to be met, decency, respect, um, and love for one another. Hmm. I like that. Um, okay. Kivana also asked, were you briefed on aliens? And if so, what were your thoughts on the American people having knowledge of them? It's a good question. This is interesting. So he's saying that, um, he was briefed on aliens. However, he didn't believe it and he's never seen an alien physically. Mm. Okay. So um, he said it was all very questionable and and, uh, suspicious, the evidence that they had. Um, He said there's no need to bring things like that to the masses and cause uh, mass hysteria. Mm. So does he still think that the people are not ready for that, like today? That's a good point. He said people are not ready for a lot of the things that the government knows about. Look at what's going on with the pandemic. Mm. Touche. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in that way, what does he think of the go- – this is my own question. What does he think of the government now? Like because he was a part of the government and obviously – I mean this is that's hard to answer because like the government killed him. He but- says a lot of people go into government with high morals and good intentions. Mm-hmm. The good intentions get washed away and the morals become rusted. Mm-hmm. It's easier to look the other way. But once you get your hands dirty, you can't go back. Mm. With the government, there have been a lot of conspiracy theories that are simply untrue. Mm-hmm. And there have been a lot of unearthing concepts, ideas, and a lot of whistleblowers that need to be things that need to come to light. So just like anything else, there's good and there's bad. Mm -hmm. But it's not as clear cut as one thinks it will be. Okay. I like that answer. Um, uh, oh, another interesting, Kivana, you have good questions. Um, Kivana also asks, your nephew, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., is a fierce advocate against the vaccine. What are your thoughts on the vaccine? I knew this question was going to come to play. Okay. (laughs) 
He says, I'm a man. He says this, I'm a man of science and I wholeheartedly believe that humanity needs to be saved. Mm. This is interesting. He says, has there been enough research? Change that. As much research as most people would like about the vaccine? No. Is it a good, is it the best solution that we have for this problem now? Yes. Mm. I feel like that's very. um, Diplomatic. Diplomatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a measured answer. Yep. I feel like he's a very calculated speaker. Do you know what I, I mean? I, I was going to say, I feel like that's his magic. Like that's like yeah. why people are so, when someone can speak well, they can really put you at ease. They can really make you feel. Because it's that safe. calm in the storm. It's that calm in the chaos. Like, okay, look for the person that's calm. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. It's like if you're, you know, in hitting turbulence in a flight, you look for this, the flight attendant. Is mm-hmm. she freaking out or is he freaking out? Because if yeah. they are, then I'm going to lose my shit. But if they're <laughs> calm, then I'm cool. We're good. That is legit one of the, my husband's greatest gifts. He is like the rockiest rock in the whole world. Where it, I don't think I've ever seen him freak out, like ever. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> – Sometimes I actually think I freak out more so I can see if I can evoke some freak out and it doesn't work. So I've seen, I've never seen my husband freak out like when we're in a situation like that, but afterwards he's told me he was scared to death. And I'm like, really? He's like, oh yeah, thought we were going to die. Like, yeah. (laughs) Good. Oh yeah, totally thought we were done for. (laughs) Good. Um, Okay, Stacy Elizabeth says the JFK administration struggled to create comprehensive reform in civil rights. It was a time of great oppression and a key divisive issue in the country. JFK spoke of civil rights as both a political and moral issue. I'm curious to know his reflections on present day America in regards to present day race issues and what he can teach us about leading slash uniting a country during such a polarized time politically and morally. What a good question. That was a good question. Okay. He's saying a couple of things. First, he said, and I'm paraphrasing, he says that uh, he feels like we have really taken a step back in a lot of our morals and in a lot of our our, um, thoughts on equality. You're really seeing a lot of people that are not willing to change and are unwilling to look at themselves as someone who has just let inequality and racism slide for years. He says another thing, a lot of the injustices that have been going on for decades for far too long are coming to light. And so that is a blessing because you can't change what you don't see. And so he says the internet is allowing people to see things on a larger scale in real time. He says, but it's a shame that we're not much further along 
than when we were before. Mm. What, what, how can, what is his solution to moving, like to making progress? Well, as he was saying that, he was talking about, like, I kept seeing images of, like, uh, police brutality. Mm-hmm. Um, systems in place to keep people accountable when there is inequality happening. Mm-hmm. Understanding and listening to people when they are speaking that they have been victimized and targeted because of the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. He said, instead of brushing it off. Yeah. Love it. Um, okay. Hmm. This question was kind of already asked, but just in case he has any other information here, uh, Stacy says- He's also what? talking about, I'm so sorry. He's also talking about classism and yeah. he's talking about giving opportunities to people in less fortunate areas. So that way the divide is not so great between the, um, the classes. Mm-hmm. I think it also like really comes back to this idea that we have subscribed to or been like programmed with of like, there's not enough. I have to get what's mine. If I don't get what's mine, like someone will take it from me. There's not enough to go. This, that, that, that idea just perpetuates this hierarchy system in which we're like, well, I'd like to help or I'd like to give this opportunity, but I, sorry, I got to get what's mine, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think that I feel like what really needs to shift is that belief. Like, it, yeah. yeah, Tammy said scarcity. Yeah, scarcity mindset scarcity. has to be. Right. And that's why you – sorry, JFK, real quick. But like you guys, it's it, – especially within the spiritual community, it's like us embracing that abundance man's mindset, I think, that and, and allowing ourselves to thrive and allowing ourselves to be in abundance rather than that scarcity that's always been associated with the spiritual community. It's mm-hmm. like that really allows us to hold the frequency for others. Mm-hmm. And that really allows – once we know we are abundant, that allows us to give and give and give and give and give and equalize, I think. So just a thought. Um, also, I feel like really fast yeah. what he's saying is that the – and I'm just changing something real quick. But he's also talking about how um, the education system is a business now and that that is a shame because that is not what it was created for. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Jess Stevenson says, what are his thoughts on Bitcoin? All right. Hold on one second because I have to email someone because I'm running late for a reading now. Hold on oh. one second. Sorry. Also, is JFK like enjoying being here? What's his attitude? Like he seems uh he's, like just he's standing, pretty calm. He's just like standing in the corner, like pretty nice, pretty nice guy. Cool. Yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, whoever you're late for is watching this live like are they really no I don't know who you're emailing so how would I know but I'm making a joke yeah they probably are like what the fuck (laughs) is going on that's supposed to be me talking to you okay what was the question bitcoin what are his thoughts on bitcoin I have nothing. Literally no, no information. Does he like not understand the – like maybe he doesn't even understand the concept. 
I don't know how that works in the spirit world, but like, how would how, it's hard? I to think ex- he's pretty intelligent. I think he could figure it out. But like, I don't think we should insult JFK. Like, I'm not trying to insult yet. you. I'm saying it's hard but, for us to understand it like today. So, Go but ahead. um, I don't feel like he has any particular thoughts Doesn't on care. Bitcoin. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Because I mean, it's decentralized, like. Banking. Right. Okay. And I'm sure that he had thoughts when he was human about money, but like, I don't know, man. I got nothing. Okay. okay. Um, how does he feel he was portrayed in the crown? How does he feel about it? I keep hearing the word inadequate. Hmm. I have not seen the crown. I haven't either. Um, he doesn't feel like he was portrayed in the best light, and he feels as though that is the uh, that is one viewpoint of him. Mm. As it is with scripted series, yeah. Um, Sammy Jean says, "Why does everyone feel the Kennedys are cursed? Is this accurate?" Slash, right? Why? I feel like the Kennedys are cursed. And I'm really sorry about that. Like, are you guys cursed? Do you know if there's a curse? I'm very interested in that. Okay. Okay, so for the record, he is not saying that he is cursed. What he is telling me is that um, the Kennedys are people that are not afraid to stand up for what they believe in and people that are not afraid to um, go against the grain and call people out. Well, he said whistleblower. I said call people out for the record. That makes people very upset and people don't tend to like that. Also, he's saying that we have, this is a quote, we have been very blessed to be in the spotlight so we can create change, mm. end quote. Um, and so because of that, uh, he's telling me that he's always, he and himself, when he was human, has always felt a responsibility, and he tried to instill this with his children, to stand up for what is good and true. And not just go with what everybody else is doing. Mm. Mm. Love it. Um, Tammy asked this, and I've seen somebody else ask about this. I don't know what they're talking about, but they said, what about the vitamins? Interesting. have no idea. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Can you Google what the vitamins are? Does he not know? No, 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 no. I, I'm going to hear his answer, okay. but then I want to hear what they are after. Don't tell me yet. Okay. This is exciting stuff for me. Excuse me. It's greatly blown out of proportion, he says. He's saying and started off now when he says it, I don't know if these are actual vitamins or if this is a metaphor or what's happening, but he's saying that it started off small and contained and had the ability to be uh, controlled. And then blew out of proportion quite uh, rapidly. Okay. Okay. Are we talking about real vitamins? What are we talking about? So I guess it started out as like, so there's this German physician named Max Jacobson, but he was known as Dr. Feelgood. And um, he would create these like vitamin shots that were highly addictive. Um, And for JFK, supposedly, this is what it says, his concoction contained um, (laughs) um, everything from, wait a minute, it just, 
It just had it. It was like vitamins. Um, hold on. There we go. Okay. His concoctions contained vitamins, steroids, animal placenta, bone marrow, and a powerful dollop of amphetamines, the drug known on the street as speed. He injected these cocktails into hundreds of patients, including some of America's most famous singers, actors, and authors. His shots sent them soaring, flushed with energy, ecstasy, and supreme self-confidence at least for a while. What? <laughs> What did he say? He said, well, you have to keep going and you have a lot of people relying on you. Yeah. So, he so is, he's like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that, that happened. Yeah. Okay. Well. But he's showing me patches. I don't know if people do this today. I feel like he's telling me that people do this today, modern day, yeah. and they're like patches. They're a little like, like nicotine patches, but different patches. Yeah. Yeah, well, shit. Um, okay. <laughs> Everybody on Facebook is like, damn. Um, <laughs> oh, Tammy said energy drinks. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, of- that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, if anybody's ever taken pre-workout, that's some serious shit right there. Yeah. I'll tell you. Um, okay, Shira said, when experiencing or viewing your life review after leaving your physical form, what was one of the things you learned in that lifetime that most stood out and have you reincarnated since? I like those questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like his answer. This is my favorite answer by far. Okay. He said, the thing that I took away is that I overthought and overanalyzed way too much. Oh, shit. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what basically what he said. And has he reincarnated? He says he will in uh, this next year. Cool. Any particular, like within his family or like? He says that's too easy. Okay. (laughs) Um, But I do think he's going to be a little boy. That's what I saw as soon as you said that. I saw a little boy. Um. From a different country, is what I was thinking. But, mm-hmm. um, I have two minutes. And okay, then I gotta go. One last. Oh, okay. Um. Oh God. Um. <laughs> okay. What was his greatest joy while he was alive? He didn't even let you finish the question. His family. Mm, okay. And what was his the? Kids. What and and to close this off, what is one message he wants to leave everyone listening to this with as we move forward into this next year? Don't lose hope in humanity. Don't lose hope in yourself. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here, sir, Mr. President. Did you just like walk through the wall? No, I just like I just. He just stopped. He just stopped he just being there. Stopped existing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that was great. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody who um, sent in your. Oh, people are talking about the patches. They know what the patches are. Um, oh, they know what the patches are. They're called Crazy. like Thrive patches. Um, what? Yeah. I'm gonna look them up. 
Um, thank you all for asking your questions. This is awesome. Thank you, Ambie, for connecting. It was dope. And uh, this is a really great interview. Lots of really great information. And uh, if you guys want us to continue interviewing celebrities, please let us know who you would like us to interview. If you want to come do crazy, um, awesome, fun, witchy shit with us in real life, you can come join us at our Austin retreat in October. Uh, and Tell them uh, the dates. Tell them the October dates. October 11th through 15th. And we have a really cool house right on Lake um, Lake Travis. Lake Travis. Yeah. So There is a lake. Some kind of lake. Yeah. Lake Travis. So, um, yep. And I think that's it. Ambie has to go awesome. do her reading. So until next time. Keep on blooming, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Podcast.